Hey guys, welcome to the view from the front. Hope everyone is doing amazing out there from wherever you're joining us. My name is Stan and this is the November 16th edition. So there's a decent chance that you may be watching me on YouTube right now. My plan is to not only put the podcast out on audio today, but also on YouTube. So I'm recording it Wednesday night. And like I said, I hope you guys are doing great. The YouTube version, by the way, will probably not be as cleaned up. I will probably mostly record the entire thing from beginning to end with maybe a few pauses in it because I do have to look at my notes sometimes and I do a lot of research for the show and there's no point in me and I guess in you guys seeing me look like a complete moron as I try to dig through my notes or research something that I should have researched before I went into a point. So I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want you guys to have to see all that. So I will cut that out on the podcast. So there may be some pauses if you're watching me for the first time on YouTube. Now, if you're new to the show, a little bit about myself. I'm a prior infantry Marine. I've deployed and dodged a few bullets in my life and I've done the whole journalism thing getting a degree, spending more than 10 years in the news business. I've also written 12 books. Yes, 12 books. So that makes me pretty well versed in research. And clearly anyone who's written that many books has a lot to say. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm pretty uniquely qualified to try to do what I'm trying to accomplish here, which is what? Every week I try to do three things. Cover hot spots happening around the world. I attempt to unite our country. And finally, I always end with a few words of encouragement. Tonight's show, or today's show, depending on when you're watching or listening, I'm going to answer a question from the audience that was sent in and then cover three topics. I've got a lot to cover, so I'm going to attempt to cover three topics. Those three topics are Ukraine, Iran, and China. So those are the three big topics. Now, a quick personal news thing, and then um, a small marketing thing. So the personal news thing. I was lucky enough and fortunate enough, and I'm still blown away, but I got to meet my living hero this past week, which was just huge for me. And so who was this guy? This guy was Kevin Young. He's the lead singer for a rock Christian rock band named Disciple. They have been putting out albums for almost 30 years. And in fact, Kevin has been the lead singer of this band through three different sets of band members. So like there was an original Disciple Eventually, some of those members left, and then there's another set, and then there's a third set. So this guy's been doing it for, like, 30 years. And, you know, obviously, if you're doing Christian rock, you're, you're like, double... It's like a double whammy. First of all, it's not, like, top 40 or some huge genre, and it's not just rock. You're Christian rock. So it's a tough, tough road to hoe. And I've followed this guy since about 2006 when I saw him in concert as a warm-up act for... Or he saw Disciple... Had never even heard of them, actually. And uh, went to a concert. They were a warm-up act, and, you know, they come out on the stage. I'm like, oh, I just hope this band hurries up. I just want to see, at that time, Skillet. And this band just blows me away. And I've been hooked on them ever since. Started digging on them. Come to find out the guy's from where I'm from. He's from Knoxville. And so, I don't want to get too much into the story. But when I was writing my first book, I was hooked on this band. And this guy from Knoxville had made it. 
And I was like, man, if this guy can make it. And I'd been working on my first book for almost 12 years. That book was called Sold Out. It's the first book in the Nick Woods uh, series. But I was hung up on it. And this was toward the end of the 12-year mark. And my wife at the time was like, hey, just write something fun and easy. Because this book, this has so many twists and turns. It's like, you're so tied up about it. Like, write something fun. And so I wrote the first book that I actually published, which was Little Man and the Dixon County War is a Western. And, I, and the entire album... I literally, or the entire book while writing it, and I smoked that one probably in six or nine months, but I listened the entire time to an album called Southern Hospitality, which is an amazing album by Disciple, and so this band has just meant a ton to me, because the whole time I was writing that book, I'm like, man, if Kevin can make it, I can make it, and so this guy who is like the absolute epitome of grit and determination, who has literally worked on roofs in summer when there were tough years and he wasn't making it. And I'm sure he had family members who were probably like, dude, come on, man. You've been doing this like 10 years or 15 years, like, or you've gone through another set of bands, like get a normal job. I'm sure this guy has heard that kind of stuff and he has always persevered and, you know, they're making it. They're, I'm a proud supporter. I pay, you know, a, there's a, a way through Patreon to send some money to him every month. But, that, you know, they're probably not the biggest band in the world, but just the amount of grit and determination and to have that much love that you would work a second job to keep what you're doing going is just amazing. And so anyway, I got to meet that guy this week, and I was all stuttering, and you know how it goes. But anyway, it really, really made my day. So I am on cloud nine. Now, the second thing I needed to mention was before we get into, I'm going to answer the question and get into all the news, is it's in the middle of November now, and it is kind of getting closer to Christmas, and I know some of you guys are not the best, especially guys, I'm talking males, specifically males, we're terrible at remembering to buy gifts, so I'm telling you now, if you have no idea who to get uh, something for a friend or a father or something, I know you guys are not good at it. I'm not good at it. I haven't even started my Christmas list, so I'm telling you, my books would be a pretty good gift for someone if it's a veteran or a cop. I've got a mystery series with detectives. I've got, obviously, a military series. You can find all the books on the links. I've got 12 of them, so take a look at them. You'd be supporting a vet, and you'd be giving someone a really awesome gift So those are the two quick announcements. Let's get to the question that came in. So the person who sent it has been a longtime supporter and an awesome person. And she said I could use her name. Her name is Ada Flick. And Ada gave some comments about the last show. But she said at the end that she didn't really understand why we've moved incredible resources to the Middle East after the attacks on Israel and that we've been slow to provide resources to Ukraine, which is obviously under a, a long war from a Russian invasion. And I told her I would, I started to write a comment, but it was just too much to top. So I said, I'll answer that in the next show. So the short of it is, and this is the best I know how to answer this, is that historically the Middle East was a crucial national security priority for the United States, which is why we have We've moved two carrier groups there. We've got troops in Saudi Arabia. We've got troops in Syria. We have troops, uh, I'm sure there's some countries I'm not thinking of, but in numerous countries throughout the Middle East 
as well as naval forces nearby. So strategically in the past and historically, the Middle East was huge because of obviously the oil. Now, we produce a lot more oil now than we did 20, 30 years ago, but we haven't really changed our strategic posture. Why? I'm not sure. Because we're slow to do things. We, you know, I, you could probably make the argument that it's not as important. In fact, back during um, part of the Obama administration and even during part of the Trump administration, we began moving some troops kind of reducing our foothold in the Middle East. But if you remember, during that time, Russia moved some troops into Syria. So it was clear that like another strategic, very large peer competitor was going to fill the void. And I think since then, we've kind of ramped up moving some more resources and forces into that area. So the question is, why the Middle East? Why not Ukraine? Well, as I said, historically, the Middle East was important. And with Ukraine, Ukraine is near Russia. It's at the very outer reaches of Western influence, so to speak, as far as Europe. And so as mean or cold as it sounds, Ukraine has not been as strategically important to the United States or to the world as maybe it should be. Although, thankfully, the world has stepped up since the first invasion from Russia in 2014 the world has, since last February, when Russia invaded again, has provided billions in aid, the U.S. and Europe combined, obviously. So that is my answer to the question. But like I say at the end of every episode, I love getting questions. So if you have any questions, send them to me. I'll do my best to answer. I don't know all the answers, but I'll give you at least the best shot I can at it. All right, so let's get to Ukraine So, a little bit of news there. We've talked a fair amount in previous episodes about the funding concerns that were happening in both the House of Representatives and in the U.S. Senate. There was concern, especially from the side of the House of Representatives, since they have new leadership on how that would or would not go. I wanted to give just a brief update on that. The House did pass a funding bill to keep the government open, but it did not provide any aid to Ukraine in it. It also doesn't provide aid to Israel, it doesn't provide aid to Taiwan, and it doesn't provide any money for border security. So, the good news is the government probably isn't going to close down this weekend. Um, The bad news is, is that those things aren't funded. I did some additional research, and the Senate is saying that it's going to work on a bill for that includes Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan funding, and border security, and that is expected probably in December. So, is the news good or bad? Well, at least the government's not getting shut down in the short term, and there's definitely still an opening for some funding for Ukraine. Now, moving along, I did want to mention that in the southern part of Ukraine, in occupied Ukraine, near Kherson, Ukrainian troops have established and widened a bridgehead on the Dnipro River. So they've pushed across the Dnipro River into Russian-occupied territory, established a bridgehead. They've held this now for numerous days, depending on which source you want to um, believe. But they have definitely established a bridgehead. They've pushed in several kilometers the Russians have not been able to push them back or or stop their effort to this point. So that is great news for Ukraine. And they are currently 
reinforcing and sending additional supplies across the river on boats. They haven't quite set up a bridge yet, but there are vehicles that are being transported across according to some social media sources. So we will keep you uh, posted on that a little bit better, but I will have a link to that to a pretty in-depth story on that in the Substack notes if you want to check that out. It's a good story that I read just before starting the podcast. Now, in other news for Ukraine, there's two different pretty decent-sized air defense stories for Ukraine. Uh, and again, tonight's like a lot of good news for Ukraine. But uh, the United States is actually purchasing 60 of those. We've talked a little bit about the uh, Gerhard, the like double-barreled auto cannon, um, moving their like tanks that move around. They got two barrels, and they're really good at shooting down those Iranian Shahid drones. Really good at that. Well, the U.S. has agreed to buy 60 of them from Jordan to send to Ukraine. So that is just incredible news because those Iranian drones, are there are just so many of them. You know, they come in waves of 10, 15, 20, that, and they always try to come from a different direction. Obviously, Russia is doing its best to hit some of the electrical substations and utility infrastructure that uh, Ukraine has. So uh, 60 of those Gepard anti-aircraft guns. Again, those are mobile on tank, uh, the chassis of a tank, and so they can move around. Really good stuff. Also, it was announced that, let me make sure my notes are right here, uh, that Germany is going to send two additional anti-air systems to Ukraine. They're a medium-range Pretty good systems, not quite to the level of like the Patriot anti-aircraft system that the U.S. has sent, but still, every little bit helps, so that's more good news from there. Also, while we're on the topic of Germany, it came out this week that the German government is saying that it's going to double defense spending next year for Ukraine, and so they're going to go from $4 billion to $8 billion. Currently, and it They've gotten beaten up quite a bit, Germany has, but Germany is currently the second largest supplier of funds and equipment to Ukraine. They've obviously sent a lot of tanks. They were slow to get started, but they're getting involved. But again, $4 billion to $8 billion, doub- doubling the amount. That's pretty, pretty dadgone good, is it not? Also, there was a story that's a little bit dated now, so I'm not going to go much into it, but... Ukraine did hit two Russian um, naval ships, um, smaller ones with some sea drones. We've talked about those a lot. One definitely sank. Um, These were like resupply ships, but another good night for Ukraine's um, Navy. I say Navy, I guess, in air quotes, because they don't really have a Navy, but they've done a great job of using missiles and sea drones to limit and then push back the Russian fleet Okay, so let's cover two more stories regarding Ukraine, and then we will move on. First one is, the Wall Street Journal broke an article, pretty good article actually, and they uh, reported that Russia has been trying to claw back prior weapons exports. And so the story goes into some detail about how Russian officials had traveled to Egypt back in April and asked the Egyptian president to... uh, return more than a hundred engines for uh, Russian helicopters. So not a good sign when you sell something to someone and then you say, hey, can we have that back? 
So that broke. Definitely wanted to share that. As we've said in some previous episodes, clearly Russia's logistical strain and its economic issues are coming to bear. And we've talked a lot about how they've been using much older tanks with much worse technology and pushing some of these conscripts onto the battlefield very poorly armed. So that was just further proof of that with the Wall Street Journal breaking that article. And the other thing I wanted to mention, and this has not made much news, but unfortunately, and I'm not sure how big it is, but it's kind of one of those like warning signs that you want to mention. And that is that Slovakia, which is a very small European country, it's got 5.4 million people. They recently had an election, and the guy that was elected is not pro-Ukraine. And so he believes that Slovakia, which has been aiding Ukraine a lot with um, equipment, especially, and some money for a small country, but as compared to GDP, they've been a pretty big uh, aid to Ukraine. Unfortunately, with the new president, he says that he will not continue that support, and there's an article about it you can find online, but the short of it is there's been a lot of Russian disinformation that has reached into Slovakia, and Slovakia is concerned, and its president, so about 40 or 50 percent of the people have grown increasingly concerned that by providing aid to Ukraine, they are antagonizing Russia and thus making a conflict with Russia more likely. So instead of helping Ukraine stand up against Russian aggression, they're going to just basically put up their hands and say, let's leave them alone. So the article goes a lot into some of the disinformation that Russia's done a great job pushing in. And so basically the voice of fear has become stronger than the voice of, you know, reason and and good and light, all those things. So it's it's kind of unfortunate because it's like the it's like going down the street and seeing someone getting mugged or something and just saying, I'm going to not help that person and not thinking about the fact that that could be you next. So unfortunately, that is the reality. I did want to mention that. Uh, like I said, it didn't really make the news very much, but again, the country is Slovakia. You can easily research it and see a few stories about the new leader that was elected and what his plans are. So we are going to move to Iran news now. There are two things I want to mention there. But before I do, I do have to mention that if you want to support what we're doing or what I'm trying to do, you can support it through Substack. There's a uh, link in the Substack notes or in the episode notes, depending on where you're listening to, whether it's Apple or Spotify or, or whichever platform. In the episode notes, you can find a link to Substack, and you can support what we're doing for $5 per month. Come and go as you please. It'll be a great way to help grow the show. This is really is something that I feel is pretty important, the mission I'm trying to do of uniting the country. And we know that as people get more informed and educated, they become more involved, they get better informed on things, they vote, and that leads to better government and ultimately unifying the country having better government and making sure we don't enter some silly foreign war that we don't need to is what I'm all about. So I did want to mention that before we get into the two things I wanted to mention about Iran. So two big things about Iran. The first thing is that 
The United States has carried out additional airstrikes against targets in eastern Syria. As you know from previous episodes that I have covered, that there are Iranian-backed groups that aren't too happy with what's happening in Israel with the war in against Hamas in Gaza. And so, as I said, some of these groups will be increasingly trying to provoke a response from the United States because it's increasingly clear that Iran itself does not want to get involved in the war. So these smaller groups that Iran has funded, trained, and motivated and encouraged to do great attacks against the United States and Israel can't figure out why Iran isn't going to step up to the plate. But during the past week, there were additional airstrikes. And again, that was in eastern Syria. I'm glancing at my notes here. The two targets were hit, a training facility, a safe house. And so the U.S. has struck back. But this is, this is to me, not that big a deal. The fact that we've now gone... What have we gone now? Three, four weeks with no major action from Iran seems to confirm what I've said and what The Economist and other sources have said all along, which is that it is not in Iran's interest to get involved in the war against either Israel or the United States because almost certainly either the United States or Israel or both of us would hit their nuclear facilities and they are far enough along in that program that they do not want to risk that. The other story I wanted to mention was that there was additional news coming out that Iran had met with the leader of Hamas back in early November and was very angry about the fact they were given no warning of the October 7th attack in Israel. And so Iran wasn't happy about it. And Iran additionally told Hamas that though they would lend the group political and moral support, they would not intervene directly. So that has come out, and that has kind of reinforced what a lot of analysts have been saying the entire time. Just glad that, for a lot of people's sake, that Iran is holding back for now, which gives us some political options. Not a lot. It's a complicated situation for sure, but it's definitely better than a military situation against Iran at this point. So the final thing that I wanted to mention involves China, and in regards to China, something big is happening right now, which is that the leader of China, uh, Xi Jinping, is in the United States. He's in San Francisco meeting with President Biden, and this is kind of a big deal because they haven't met since last year. They had a face-to-face summit, but you know there was that Chinese spy balloon that flew over the U.S., and that was kind of ugly. So they're literally meeting. I'm recording this on Wednesday. They began meeting today. We don't know how any of it's going to go. But anytime you can have communication and dialogue, that's a good thing. And I did want to say I wanted to read the opening statements from both of them because the statements are at least encouraging. So President Biden said, uh, Mr. President, we've known each other for a long time. We haven't always agreed, but our meetings have always been candid and straightforward. And again, this is Biden speaking to Xi. And he said that he thought it was paramount that we understand each other truly leader to leader. And then Xi said through a translator that the U.S. and China had a responsibility to work together despite the challenges in the relationship 
and he added that the quote, the China-U.S. relationship has never been smooth selling over the last 50 years or more, but he added but that turning their back on each other is not an option. So those were good lines. I have said so many times the past year that I really hope China decides to make the right decisions in the coming years in regards to Taiwan and peace and that they don't continue to expand too much militarily and threaten their neighbors because as they have seen in the past couple of years, a large swath of countries, United States, Australia, Philippines, India, I could just keep going, South Korea, Japan, a lot of countries have been coming together and saying, we're not going to allow China to spend the next 30 to 50 years threatening, bullying, invading countries, places like Taiwan and lots of other islands there. So, Hopefully that summit goes well. I will have more on it next Thursday. But let's get to the best part of the show, which is the motivation and wisdom section. I share these each week because I think all of us could use a little bit of a lift. And everything is so negative all the time that if I can do anything to help you guys, I want to do that. So here is the first one. Stop calling it your dream and start calling it your plan. It's pretty good, isn't it? Stop calling it your dream. Start calling it your plan. Here is the next one. Visualization is more important than knowledge. Again, that is visualization is more important than knowledge. See yourself succeeding. That's an important thing. Next one. Sharing this one from Colonel Mike Jacob or Mike Jason, who retired Army Colonel, friend on. Twitter and various social media that I was lucky enough to come across. But he said, there are three rules of thumb. One, ain't nothing easy. Two, never take your first no for an answer. It's a good one. And three, everything is built on a personal relationship. So that's pretty good. Is it not? Ain't nothing easy. Never take your first no for an answer. And everything is built on a personal relationship. Next one. Opportunities don't happen. You create them. Another good one. Next one. Don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Comparison will kill you every time, will it not? Next one. If you don't separate yourself from distractions, your distractions will separate you from your goals and the life you want. That hits everyone, does it not? We all get, especially the phone. The phone gets us. The phone, social media, TikTok, and the next thing you know, you've wasted 20 minutes. Here's the next one. Life is like an EKG. Without the ups and downs, you are not living. That was actually shared by a command master sergeant, um, Master Sergeant Curry. He's retired. I believe he's retired. Actually, he may not be retired, so I apologize if he's not. But um, Command Master Sergeant Curry, I appreciate you sharing that he's always full of motivation and a great follow on social media. All right, here is the next one. The best kind of people are the ones that come into your life and make you see the sun where you once saw clouds. The people that believe in you so much, you start to believe in you too. The people that love you simply for being you. The once in a lifetime kind of people. And that is from a 
person I follow on social media, Sarah, who's a teacher, always sharing positive things. And she is, any teacher is, you got you to gotta hold teachers up so high. The amount of stuff they put up with, especially these days. Next one. Don't use your energy to worry. Use your energy to believe, create, trust, grow, and heal. Another good one. Don't use your energy to worry. Use your energy to believe, create, trust, grow, and heal. And then I always like to do a couple from the Bible. Here is the first one. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. It's a great one. Again, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And then one more. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. And again, that one is the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. Or he will rest you or give you peace. He will rejoice over you with singing. Okay, so I always like to end with this one. Be the reason someone smiles. Be the reason someone feels loved and believes in the goodness of people. I think that's a great one to end with. Thanks for joining us on this episode. I hope you are proud of our great country. I know it's not perfect, but I am still proud of it, and I hope you are too. And as you go through this week, just remember that being divisive is never easy, but being a unifier is nearly impossible. So never forget that. Be kind on social media. Don't forget that most Americans are good. Don't give in to panic or fear and be nicer to everyone around you, especially that person you disagree with on social media. Now I have to finish with two final things. First, I want to mention again the books. It's a great time to order those books for that gift. If someone you know, it takes a while for them to ship. So if there's someone you know who's in the military cop, I'm telling you, they would love my books. They're well-reviewed, well-rated. I've sold, I think, 70,000 copies last time I checked, and all of them are independently published. No publisher is pushing them, so you don't sell 70,000 books unless they're pretty good. If you're one of them who's bought one of my books, thanks thanks a million. I really appreciate that. Second thing I want to do is I have to give thanks to God for strength, blessings, all the things. But most importantly, I have to say something that in case by small chance you're one of the vets out there that might be thinking about ending your life. I know you're struggling, and maybe you're not a vet. Maybe you're struggling as well. So I want to say just a few things. So first, God loves you. There's nothing you've done that can separate you from Him. And more importantly, He's literally waiting for you to reach out to Him. So stop running from Him. He's probably chasing you. Now, if you're prior military, I want to say I know what you're going through. I dealt with this some. I know that empty feeling that happens after you leave service, the loss of meaning, the loss of mission, the loss of friends. And even if you take out the combat part or the PTSD aspects of it, even if you didn't serve in war, I know when you get out, you lost something. 
and a, you lose like a piece of your soul and your mission in life and then you go back into the regular world and it's hard to find good friends and it's just nothing seems to make sense. I know that feeling. And so I just want to say that, you know, if if you have other faith, lean on it. If you don't, I just want to say that God loves you. He cares about you more than you possibly know. You can reach him at any time through prayer, through the Bible. If you don't have a Bible, you can download a Bible app. You can look up Bible websites online. But more than anything, God loves you and he's waiting on you. So if you're breathing right now and you can hear this, there's something you're meant to do. I hope the words helped you just a little bit. And finally, if you're one of those people who are doing okay, but you're like me and you actually went through the struggle, but you're fine right now, just remember I'm cha- you you can reach out and help someone. And so I'm challenging you to reach out to someone who could be hurting, especially if it's a vet, some friend. If, if you don't even have a vet friend, reach out to a friend you haven't talked to in a while. Or, But more than anything, especially that military vet friend, who you haven't talked to in a while, everyone in the military will tell you, or even when they're out, that they're fine. And most of the time, they're not fine. All of us hurt. All of us have things that we're still dealing with. And so, you know, there's a verse in the Bible from Ecclesiastes that says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. And then the verse goes on to say, three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. We are stronger when we are a community, and humans are meant to be a part of a community. So reach out to someone. We all serve as the hands of God. So if you're doing well in your life, reach out. Check out on that person who may not be. Thanks a million, guys. Thanks for joining us. I will be back next Thursday. You guys are the best. Thanks.